Welcome to the Rolling Wall Podcast. It's a startup amateur podcast focusing on rugby union on the mid north coast of New South Wales. The podcast aims to promote and generate conversation around all levels of rugby union on the mid north coast of New South Wales. In Rolling Wall news headlines, first grade results see wins to Pirates, Marlins, Snappers, and Bulls. New South Wales Country Juniors win three out of seven City v Country clashes. A Mid North Coast player selected in Gen Blue squad. Under nines to under 12s Coastal Cup challenge this weekend. And in a round five catch up game played on Wednesday, the Vikings defeated the Pirates 31 to 14. That's all from the Rolling Moor News headlines. Results from Round 14 of the CS Group Upper Mid-North Coast Competition, starting with the Under-14s. The Port Macquarie Pirates defeated the Hastings Valley Vikings 29-0. The Kempsey Cannonballs defeated the combined BDC Barracudas slash Dorigo Rangers 52-0. The Cos Harbour Snappers Red defeated the Grath and Redmond 70-0. And in a game played on Thursday night, SCU Marlins defeated the combined BDC Barracudas slash Dorigo Rangers 54-0. The Cos Harbour Snappers Black had the bye. In the under-16s, the SCU Marlins defeated the Kempsey Cannonballs 29-27. The Port Macquarie Pirates defeated the Hastings Valley Vikings 31-22. And the Cos Harbour Snappers had the bye. In the under-18s, the Kempsey Cannonballs defeated the SCU Marlins 55-0. The Port Macquarie Pirates defeated the Hastings Valley Vikings 29-17. And at the time of recording, no score for the Cos Harbour Snappers v Grafton and Redmond. In the women's 10s, the Kempsey Cannonballs defeated the SCU Marlins 34-0. The Cos Harbour Snappers defeated the Grafton and Redmond 34-5. And at the time of recording... No score for the Warhope Thunder v Port Macquarie Pirates game. In reserve grade, the Kempsey Cannonballs defeated the SCU Marlins 22-5. The Hastings Valley Vikings defeated the Port Macquarie Pirates 26-7. And the Cossava Snappers had the bye. In first grade, the Port Macquarie Pirates defeated the Hastings Valley Vikings 42-25. This highly anticipated derby exceeded all expectations with the large Oxley Oval crowd treated to a real heavyweight battle. For the first 60 minutes, the two teams went blow for blow with the scores level at 25 apiece midway through the second half. The Pirates dug deep and found the next level to run in 17 unanswered points to record a memorable victory. The Pirates are peaking at the right time of the year and this win against the previously undefeated Vikings keeps a red-hot pursuit of second place at full charge. Confidence is growing strong at Stewart Park, and with two games remaining, they are eight points behind the second-place Marlins. The Vikings will regroup and review the game in depth. One area of focus will be scoring equal amount of tries, five, but being 0% off the boot as a room for much improvement. With the minor premiership secured, could this be as the saying goes? The loss the Vikings had to have. In the second game, the Marlins defeated the Kempsey Cannonballs 54-5. to 
The Marlins continue their charge towards the finals, running in eight tries to cap off an impressive win. Cannonballs scored a first-half try, but couldn't contain the attacking machine of the Marlins. The Terry Buddha Rainer Cup stays with the Marlins as they complete a clean sweep of the Cannonballs. Kempsey's Jordan Walsh joined a growing list of under-18s to make their first-grade run on debut. These players have done a wonderful job, and Kempsey were doing all in their powers to retain the players to form a strong backbone for their senior team in years to come. This result means Kempsey will miss the first-grade finals, and they will look to their final game against the Snappers at Crescent Head to finish off with a bang. The Marlins will keep doing everything in their power to secure second spot. That brings the possibility of a home grand final and that crucial second chance with it. The chasing Pirates are right at their heels and a trip to Oxy Oval on the weekend will most likely determine their fate. In the third game, the Coss Harbour Snappers defeated the Grafton Redmen 64-5. The Snappers ran in 10 tries in front of their last regular season home crowd to record a clinical victory over the Redmen. The Redmen scored a first half try, but otherwise it was one-way traffic. A hat-trick to hook a Nathan Hardacre was one of the highlights for Coffs, whose dogged pursuit of third place is alive for another week. Coffs now look forward to their last regular season game away to the Cannonballs, and will be looking to head into the finals on the back of a three-game winning streak. The Redmen are at home for their last game of the season, and will look to finish off the season with a good performance against the Pirates. New South Wales Country Juniors were victorious in three out of seven City vs Country games played at Bathurst on the weekend. The under-16s reclaimed the Ella Cup for the first time in five years. With six players from the mid-north coast involved in the 13-12 victory, which saw them staunchly defend their try line with only 13 players in the last few minutes, Hastings Valley Vikings' Michael Van Doris captained the side brilliantly, electing to take a clutch penalty goal just after half-time. He was very effective around the park with some big carries and crucial turnovers, especially in the critical late minutes of the second half. SCU Marlins Tom O'Connor was involved in the match-defining play. The 5'8 dangerously attacked on an angle and turned under Riley Evans, who took maximum advantage of the small space he was given to set off for the match-winning try. More on Riley Evans in a later news story. Cos Harbour snappers Lucas Clifford worked tirelessly in the front row to set a platform for the country juniors. Backed up strongly from his club teammate, Leon Damon, who made a real impact as the reserve hooker. Port Macquarie's Pirates' Will Rosenbaum provided a real threat from his wing and defended well in his channel. This game was arguably the game of the day and the big crowd of over 3,000 people really helped ride country home for their first win of the day. The under-18 girls claimed the Grace Hamilton Shield in a massive second-half performance that saw them turn around a 13-0 half-time scoreline into a winning 14-13 final score. 
Vikings' own Emily Schiefer played at outside centre and looked dangerous with the ball and was strong in contact. Her teammate, Tia Elford, played in the second row and was industrious in the engine room. Manning Rivers Rats' Lucy Green, playing reserve scrum half, came on at half-time. Her impact was felt immediately, with her up-tempo play helping country gain dominance and score an early second-half try. The starting scrum half replaced her after 15 minutes, but she returned for the last 10 to play a second playmaker's role and really helped the country girls ice the game. Her clubmate, Kiana Poigny, played as a reserve prop and made her presence known by carrying the ball hard and straight. SAU Marlins player Maggie McConaughey was extremely busy over the 70 minutes, and in combination with her breakaway partner Charlie Norton, proved to be a real threat at City's breakdowns, including a number of turnovers. And when she wasn't turning the ball over, she was raking up the tackles, including many being the first contact. Country's third win of the day was thanks to an emphatic victory by the under-18 boys, 38-7. In the earlier matches, the Sydney under-14 boys ran out victors 12-0, the Sydney under-14 girls ran out victors 29-5, the Sydney under-15 boys ran out victors 17-11, and the Sydney under-16 girls ran out victors 21-3. Congratulations to all 21 Mid-North Coast players who played for New South Wales Country. A massive achievement and a wonderful experience. I'm sure their clubmates will be asking about it training this week. Mid-North Coast and SAU Marlins player Riley Evans stand out dominant performance at inside centre for the Country Junior under-16s has earned him selection in the New South Wales Waratahs under-16s Gen Blue side. His blinder included the match-winning try after a 40-metre run and was a thorn in City's defence all game. This side, with the very best under-16s from anywhere in New South Wales, is very much a professional-level programme and Riley joins only two other players from the country program in the squad. In the New South Wales Waratahs Facebook story, Waratahs Pathways coordinator Matt Evard is quoted saying, The Gen Blue program is vital for player development and is a stepping stone to becoming a Waratah. First up for Riley and his fellow Gen Blue squad members is an induction at New South Wales Rugby Headquarters. They then will compete in what has been dubbed Super Rugby Under-16s, taking on the Reds on October 9 in Brisbane, the Brumbies on October 16th in Sydney, the Rebels on October 23rd also in Sydney, and the Force in Perth November 5th. A final against the top two teams will be played on November 13th. Good luck to young Riley, and we can't wait to watch him unleash in these games. The Coastal Cup, comprising of juniors who play in the Coss Harbour and Port Macquarie Friday Night Junior competitions, is being hosted at Bay Range Rugby Park this Sunday, the 7th of August. There are teams competing under 9s, under 10s, under 11s, and under 12s. The day kicks off with the under 9s and under 10s playing on field 1 and 2 at 10am, with the under 11 and under 12s playing on field 1 and 2 at 11.15, 
And following this, there'll be an under-14s and 16s girls gala day. A preview of this week's round 15 CES Group Upper Mid-North Coast competition. Kempsey Cannonballs host the Coss Harbour Snappers at Ian Walton Memorial Fields at Crescent Head. Last time they met, it was Coss victorious 31-26 at Bay Range Rugby Park. This will be Kempsey's final match of the season and I'd love nothing more than to bow out winners and to halt the Snappers' momentum heading into the finals. The Snappers are on a mini winning streak and this would make it three in a row to bring strong form into the finals. The third place finish is still achievable for Coffs, and they're only two points behind Port. A win here, and all the pressure is on Port Macquarie. The keys for Kempsey are to slow down the snapper's ball, control the middle of the park through their forward pack, and limit mistakes. Coffs will be looking to get off to a fast start and hit the scoreboard early to give their outside backs plenty of early looks and to keep the tempo up to run the cannonballs out of gas. The feeling for this one is, Kempsey will push hard in their final game, but Coss' run of form lately will prove too strong for them. In the second game, the Grafton Redmond are hosting the Port Macquarie Pirates at Hay Street Rugby Fields, South Grafton. Last time these two met, Port finished on top 57-10. Grafton's return to top flight football on the mid-north coast has not quite gone to plan. There have been positive signs at times throughout the season and they'll be looking to finish on a positive note and make it a real long drive home for the Pirates. The Pirates are peaking at the right time of the season and will be banking on continuing their strong form. A win for Port will cement third place and a home semi. The keys for the Redmen will be to keep it tight, stop the Pirates' set-piece dominance, keep the scoreboard ticking, and take the game as deep as possible. The keys for the Pirates are to turn up the pressure early, control the possession, and use their quality outside backs to blitz the Redmen's defence. The feeling in this game is the Pirates will prove too strong for the Redmen and record a comfortable victory. In the third game, the Hastings Valley Vikings are hosting the SCU Marlins at Oxley Oval. Last time these two met, it was the Vikings running out victors 31-0 at Leisure Park, Coss Harbour. After Vikings' midweek victory over the Pirates, this is a dress rehearsal for next Saturday's major semi-final. This is only the second meeting of these teams this year, and with a match next week, it'll be interesting to see what tactics the coaches play. Will they be playing for keeps and go all out, or will they use the opportunity to tinker with formations and combinations? With the Marlins unable to score a point against the Vikings last time around, you get the feeling they'll be very keen to throw some attacking raids at the Vikings to see what will work against their steely defence. The Vikings have had an up and down last two weeks, including three games where scores have been level around the 60-minute mark. On two of these occasions, they've ran away with the game, but in last week's Round 14 match against the Pirates, they couldn't match them and Port ran away 17-point winners. Will this recent history of tight tussles 
encouraged them to fight tooth and nail for the whole 80 minutes. Each coach's approach to this game will be very interesting and their potential choices to put key players in cotton wool in the second half might just come down to if their first half performance is to their liking. Keys for the Vikings will be composure with the ball in hand to allow them to launch multiple phase attack at the Marlins, control the tempo and look to vary it to ask the tough questions and disrupt the Marlins breakdown to pull them out of shape. The keys for the Marlins will be to turn the Hastings forwards around, to control their territory by kicking smartly and to advantage, fully capitalise on any half breaks because it's rare to get a full line break, and a strong defence, especially either side of the breakdown. With this game, you get the feeling that anything could happen and it's really down to what the coaches think's best for their team with their ladder positions locked in. With that, I see a real shadow box match with both teams throwing punches at times and with the Vikings using their home ground advantage to run out winners in what will be a very intriguing match. In the under-14s, the combined BDC Barracudas slash Dorigo Rangers are hosting the Port Macquarie Pirates at the BDC campus ground. The last time these two met, it was Port running out victors 31-21. In the CEX Lower Mid North Coast, it's semi-finals time. The women's 10 semi-final is on, with the Gloucester Cockies hosting the Willamba Bulls, with the winner progressing to the grand final to take on the Manning River Rats. These two teams met last weekend and it was the Gloucester Cockies running out 27-5 winners. Kickoff is at 1.45 at Gloucester Rugby Park. There is no semi-final in the men's competition this weekend and the grand final will be held at Willamba next week featuring the Willamba Bulls and the Manning River Rats. Thank you for listening to the Rolling Moor podcast. And as always, if you have any tips, information or stories that should be shared with the rugby public in the Mid-North Coast, please get in touch with us at the Facebook page, The Rolling Wall Podcast. Stay true, enjoy the rugby and go the Wallabies.